hello, hello, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of First, the show where I, Mark Krishnez, gives you my first impressions on a game, and this here episode is all about Curious Expedition 2, a game that likes to peg itself as a turn-based narrative roguelike set in a reimagined version of the late 19th century that uses procedural gameplay and story elements to create completely unique and epic adventures every time you play and that's pretty accurate what i would more so call it is uh, an oregon trail like at least as close as we can get to oregon trail type of games these days and because of that I was very interested in this game. I did play the original, and what drew me to that was its Oregon Trail-ness. We don't get a lot of games that scratch that itch. The Flame the Flood did to an extent, but more so I think Death Road to Canada was the closest Oregon Trail-like that I can think of that I also really, really enjoyed. Of course, there's the Oregon Trail, which is just the Oregon Trail with the zombies, but that's that's too close, okay? Come on, everyone. But my memory of the first game was that it was incredibly brutal right from the start. Reminiscent of some board games like Robinson Crusoe, where it's just out to destroy you, and the thought of having any chance of winning was out the door the second you started. Curious Expedition starts off a lot less brutal, more forgiving, more accessible, Still challenging, still heavily dependent on RNG. But let me get to the actual game and what you're doing. So the way the game works is that you, after getting through the introductory tutorial that gives you an idea of the mechanics, you create your little group that you then go off onto expeditions, obviously by the title, to discover the mystery of these unseen lands and islands and come back with information or tools or whatever. You'll have various different missions that range in difficulty. You have a starting difficulty as well, so you can make it an easier experience for you if you would like. The characters will all have their benefits, their strengths and weaknesses. They may be good in a fight, but not really great at exploring a world. Some might be very good at traversing over more difficult terrain so that you don't use too much of your sanity because the way exploring these various islands and worlds works is that it's all sanity based and i believe you start by default with the hundred it, it could vary depending on the characters you have and their personality types their abilities etc that affect your overall total sanity but everything is based off of sanity or at least movement is and with every bit of movement, you will lose sanity. You'll lose more if you're going through dense forests as opposed to going through open spaces, open fields, because obviously it's going to be scarier and more full of the unknown when going through a dense forest than an open field. When you explore, you will come across indigenous people of the places you are at, temples, monsters, and or just regular animals. And... What I like about it from the little I played is that, like I said earlier, it is challenging. It is very much all dependent on RNG. The way things play out is completely random. You may do really well one expedition and then horrible the next, and it's all because of your luck. 
depending on the mission you are tasked with doing. There is a bit of personal risk that you can take if you choose to engage in something. So you can choose to avoid encounters that aren't always dependent on a dice roll. And you will be rolling dice in this game as well in a very Yahtzee type of format where in battles, for instance, you will fight a, against, say, a giant spider, which happened to me in the opening area. And realize was like, God, why does everything have to have fucking spiders in it? But when fighting against it, I rolled my dice. I had five or six and they would come up various faces that would do different things whether it be an actual attack a buff a heal and i could use all of them some of them and then i would get one or two re-rolls so it's very much so a yachty type of dice rolling gameplay in both the combat and then when running into a random event and choosing to engage with it or not. So if you want to go after this treasure you find in the temple and there's a trap there, will you risk it or will you just back off and say, no, I don't want to take the chance? If you decide to take the chance, then you're going to have to roll the dice. And if you successfully get what you need to do, the goal will usually be to get a face of a certain color. If you get it, you're all good. If you're not, then something bad's going to happen. You might get injured, lose some life, etc. I've never had anyone die from a single roll of the die, but that's a potentiality too, maybe in the future. But then there will also be instances where you come across things in the world and the choice is yours. You don't have to roll a die or anything like that. And those are kind of more exciting just because the choice is entirely yours. And the best example I have of this is I came across a portal at one point during my playthrough and I was given the option as to whether I should walk through it or not and you better fucking believe I'm gonna walk through a portal you put a portal in front of me I'm pretty sure it's probably gonna be bad but I want to see what's on the other side I want to see where this portal takes me it could for all I know take me to my destination or very close to my destination so that I don't end up wasting a lot of sanity getting there and prevent myself from potentially running into a tiger or some other creature that is going to try and attack me or, or, or do damage to my party. But this portal didn't do any of that. What it did was take me to an alien planet and it's a one-way portal. So I was stuck on this alien planet that felt very toe jamming early. <laughs> early, toe jamming early morning. Ah! And I had to try and find a way to get home, hoping to find another portal. And that was an incredibly tense experience because I thought I was screwed. I thought there was no way in hell I was going to get out of this alive because I saw creatures roaming around all over on both sides that were clearly hostile. There were some natives of this alien planet who I didn't know what to think of. They could be hostile. They could be nice. I just wanted to avoid everything and get home. And my sanity was really low and I ended up using it all. And when your sanity gets to zero, then you're basically forced to make small movements or there will be a chance of some kind of encounter that may lead to the death of your party. And I do appreciate and really like the fact that losing all your sanity does not mean instant death. It just means you are going to be challenged a lot more and you are not going to be as free to just do whatever you want as you were when you had stamina and you could refill your stamina by eating foods and drinking a lot of alcohol which also has its own risk of potentially 
making you black out and ending up somewhere else on the map or just backfiring and not refilling your stamina. But it does refill you with a lot of sanity. I haven't come across an alcohol that doesn't refill a good amount of sanity. There will also be places that you can camp and regain sanity that way by just resting. There's potential risks there. You may also end up with random encounters. They always tend to have random encounters. But I was on this alien planet and... I had no stamina, I had no food or anything to refill it. I used it all while I was there, and I was sure I was going to die. But I was able to sneak my way past these things. Whenever I got one of these life-threatening random events, I managed to just get by by the freaking collar of my shirt, whatever that saying is. And when I thought all was lost, I came across a resting space, and I was able to rest and regain all of my sanity and then moments later i found another portal and i got home when i got back i did not go through another portal when i got to a temple that was very clearly important to the people of this island i did not explore it and do anything to piss off the the natives and i did what i needed to do what i was sent there to do and just got the hell out of there i went home Everyone was cheering. We had like a big old parade and a party and everyone was happy. And it was a really, really exciting hour and a half, two hours that made me one, immediately want to play more and just gave me this very unique experience that was my own. And that is what I wanted out of the original game. And maybe the original one wasn't as challenging as I thought, or maybe I played it on hard. I don't know. But Curious Expedition 2 feels like the realization of what the first game wanted to be it's got a nice art style as well it's very reminiscent of where's wallow to me and then the gameplay also works in like a traditional turn-based strategy game where it's pullback perspective small little characters on screen and you'll have icons for the various creatures and then a little zoom in on them whenever you have a random encounter or combat or whatever so the visuals when you're just playing the game and traveling on the islands and whatnot don't look that great but they get the job done and it's clear to tell what's what if something is a forested area or this hazard or that hazard or what have you. But I just had a really good personal experience with it. And if any of what I've talked about sounds like your type of thing, if you really loved the Oregon Trail back in the day, if you want a game where you can go on expeditions and you aren't turned off by RNG, because again, this is it's bread and butter. RNG, randomization, and all that jazz. You will not be in control of a lot of things, but you still do have some control and I think enough control where it doesn't feel like you are just screwed all the time. I never felt like I was just being screwed over by the game. There's also leveling up mechanics so you can level up your party members and give them better abilities, increase their abilities get new members for your team as you go along. In some cases, you might be able to bring one of the native people of an island into your group for your expedition. And depending on what you do, they might turn against you, they might just leave, or they might really like what you're doing and be a great benefit to your group. It just does a really great job of making you feel like an actual adventurer exploring these worlds with no real idea of what is around the next corner 
And I really like that about the game. So, uh, yeah, that will do it for this year episode of First. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to see me streaming games like Curious Expedition 2, you can do so over at twitch.tv slash PX Sausage. If you'd like to check out the videos I make, like the one for this year episode, and you aren't already doing so, you can do that over at youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. Like, subscribe, hit that bell, and all that jazz. Again, youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. Speaking of pixelated sausage, if you put a dot and a com after that, what do you got? You got my website where you can find more stuff like this as well as the art I make. And if you see some art you like, you can purchase a print of the piece of pansy. <laughs> you pansy. You pansy. You can purchase one of those things you fancy. And if you fancy this in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash PXS and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Thank you.